Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Actually, we're into a new series um, on grace. And uh, so after the, the basket, which will soon be the bucket, goes by you, um, we're, we're going to go over to uh, Ephesians chapter 2. If you want to get your Bibles open, how many think you could learn something about grace that you didn't know before? And I'll tell you, sometimes, and this is just kind of my natural side, I guess, well, it is, but I get to thinking about and praying, and the Lord will say to me, I want you to teach on this, and I'm like, Lord, we know that. (laughs) And uh, I feel like, you know, that's my natural side. And I'm like, no, I'm going to, you know, of course, I'm going to obey the Lord and do what he asked me to do. And then I start getting into studying it, and I'm like, I don't know this. I don't know this as well as I could know it. Now, I feel like the Lord said to me, and it, normally he doesn't deal with me this way. I'm a faith guy, of course, but how many know if faith affects your feelings? Okay? Your perspective actually affects your, your emotion how you think, they're connected. And so with this particular series, I want you to, to, I feel like the Lord's goal in this, in every person watching and every person here is to go away from this service feeling completely loved and totally at peace with God. Completely loved and totally at peace with God. Come on, with you knowing you. I just said that was a prophetic word. With you knowing you. Do you know that God sent Jesus while I was his enemy? I am saved by grace through faith plus nothing. There is no way that I can earn my position with God. Now, I'm going to hit this thing hard on this side, and uh, you're, you're going to, at some points, you may think, well, he's gotten off. No, I'm weighing heavy on one side of the mountain on purpose because it's the only way that I can see or felt like the Lord dealt with me for faith to rise to the level that it needs to for transformation within your life. How many know we're still in transformation mode? Be not conformed, but be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. What are you renewing your mind with? The Word of God. Not your opinion of you. God's truth about you. Say it with me. Say, I have been saved by grace through faith plus nothing. By grace through... How much did I deserve Jesus to die for me? Nothing. I deserve the opposite, right? I deserve what he got, right? And so, by grace, 
through faith. So the goal is to, for you to walk away feeling completely loved and at peace with God. How are you at peace with God? Who, <laughs> by grace, through... You're at peace with God because of what Jesus did. Because He put on your flesh to represent you before the Father. He paid the price for my sin. I love that song we were singing. Those verses in there where it talks about, He took my shame. (laughs) In Christ, you are shameless. You're shameless. Yeah, but you don't know what I did wrong. Everybody knows what everybody did wrong (laughs) to a degree. We may not know all the details, but the focus of the Lord is what He did right in Christ. If you can stick with me all the way through this, you'll be happy by the time we're done. All right? You'll have it, you'll have it flowing through you. And what will happen is you'll go away from this service and the services in learning about this, and you'll go, I'm going to make it. I'm going to go all the way. I'm going to complete everything that the Lord has for me. I'm a faith person. I'm a child of God. With God on my side, how can I lose? And we'll develop that understanding within us, uh, which is why the uh, teaching of the Word is so important. Galatians, you're in Ephesians 2. You can just sit there. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 says this, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified? So the title of the message is, Who Has Bewitched You? And I like subtitles. So under that you could write light on grace. You say, why you pick light? The entrance of his words brings light. Not my opinion. Not what you thought it was. Not what I thought it was. What he says it is. Amen? Now watch. The scripture says in Isaiah 53, who has believed our report you know why? Because it's so good that people have a hard time believing it. It does not make sense. It makes faith. There's transformation, renewal of the mind that takes place. And what takes place in that is you begin to take on or realize a different perspective about you now that you're born again. Amen? All right, let me make some statements here about grace as we get into this. Um, Just in the introduction here, and then I want to quote a few people to you uh, that I feel have some really great statements on grace. But anyway, in breaking into this, one of the things Paul said by the Holy Spirit in Galatians 2.21, he said, I do not set aside the grace of God. Do you know that people set aside the grace of God? They do. They get in by grace, grace and then they set it aside. They're like, oh, Lord, thank you. I'm in now. Oh, I'm going to do so many good things for you now. Why? To earn it or from it? To earn grace or from grace? 
To earn your salvation or to live from your salvation? Because it's the tendency of humanity to want to do good, to be good, when in reality God said, i got to make you good in order for you to do good. Oh man, this is going to mess with your head. You say, how do you know? Because it messes with mine, my natural head. The only reason that I can walk out righteousness is because I'm saved by grace through faith. I don't do good works to earn God's salvation to me. I do them from a place where Christ has already earned it for me. I'm functioning from a new nature within. Come on, you came to Faith Family Church where it's life in Christ. And it's life from Christ. So I'm not functioning in my salvation by, in other words, I'm not functioning within it trying to earn it, trying to get it to come to me. I'm functioning in it from a place that was established by the Son of God. Come on, and if you think about it, He was crucified before the foundation of the world. This vault of grace was purchased, placed, established before you and I were ever here. What does that tell you about God's sovereignty and His foreknowledge? He knew ahead of time that I was going to be messed up and He said, let's fill this room with what Sean needs to please me, but I'm going to get it for him through my sacrifice. Boy, that's outside the realm of works, isn't it? Trying to earn my salvation. So I won't set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. Boy, you could go miles on that verse, couldn't you? If righteousness comes through my works, Christ died in vain. That's a strong statement. Have you ever thought about some of the things Paul says? It's like, Paul, careful. You know, you're talking about the law. He did, how, who do you think understood the law? I wonder why God called him to preach grace. <laughs> when was the last time you said, according to the law, I was perfect? Because I think I read where Paul said that. And yet, he was lost. Why? Because you can only be saved by, through Well, that means I just believe it. Bingo. Well, that's too easy. Thank God it's easy. Otherwise, I'd be receiving all your oxes this morning and we'd be having some slaughtering going on somewhere. Grace means favor, joy, liberality, goodwill. It's empowerment, loving kindness. Tony Cook put it this way, God's grace was lovingly supplied for my initiation into his kingdom. In addition, I discover that his grace was lovingly supplied for my continuation in his kingdom as well. A.W. Tozer said this, grace is the good pleasure of God that inclines him to bestow benefits on the undeserving. I love it. People say, I know who you are. I know. I receive grace. You just don't know me from God's perspective. You just saw my carnality. But in grace, and according to God's nature, grace is the good pleasure of God that inclines him to bestow benefits on the undeserving. Tozer also said this, Consider how much you owe to this 
to his forgiving grace that after 10,000 affronts, he loves you as infinitely as ever. Consider what you owe to him, how he raised you from your death in sin, how he has preserved your spiritual life, how he has kept you from falling, and how though a thousand enemies have beset your path, you have been able to hold on your way. Consider what you owe to his immutability, though you have changed a thousand times, he has not changed once. He never ceases being love. It's not something he chooses to be. It's the fiber of who he is. You could say love and you could say God and you're saying the same thing. God is. Not he has it. He. Spurgeon said this. Sin is sovereign till sovereign grace dethrones it. Sin is sovereign until sovereign grace dethrones it. So if you're forgiven, what does that mean? If you're saved, what does that mean? That means sin has been dethroned off your life and grace is now enthroned. And his name is Jesus. You are, your heart is now the seat of the God of all grace. Ruling. How many are thankful for grace? All right, Ephesians chapter 2. Let's get into this. We'll see how far we get. Ephesians chapter 2. Chapter 2 of Ephesians begins by describing how God found us. We were not a pretty sight to look upon because we were lost and dead in our sins. God saw us in a desperate situation before he planned our answers through the blood of Jesus. In this chapter, man is seen in a triple curse. And this is found in verse 1 through 3. First, he is under the curse of sin and its penalty. Next, he is under the world system, ruled by Satan and his forces. Finally, he is under the domination of the unrenewed mind and the nature of the flesh. And that's from the commentary by Bobby Andean on Ephesians. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1 and we'll read it. It says, it says this, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. This verse says we were dead in trespasses and sins. There's two words here I want to point out. The first one is what? Trespasses. Trespasses. So Jesus made us alive when we were. So he made us alive. Actually, think about this. Now, you have to receive this, but grace supplied the answer for trespasses and sins before you received it. Does that make sense to everybody? It should. I mean, people say, well, that's kind of hard to understand. Well, think about it like this. When did Jesus die, and where are you at in life right now? In other words, when was Christ crucified? Over 2,000 years ago, right? But really, we know from Scripture that he was the lamb slain from before the foundation of the world. So when was grace provided for trespasses and sins? Before you received it, right? So what do we know about God? We know that he, is, he was revealed to uh, uh, Abraham as uh, Jehovah Jireh, as El Shaddai, right? In other words, the God who sees ahead and provides. How do we know that? Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac, and what did he find? 
a ram instead, right? So what was God declaring to Abraham? Yes, there needs, there's a penalty that needs to be, there's a sacrifice that needs to be paid here, but I've provided in advance for the sacrifice so that you do not have to pay the penalty for your sin. That's called grace. In other words, God says he's leading you in your life, and sometimes, thank God for unconscious leadings, amen? And you're going along, bumping along, and your life is a mess, and it feels like everything's going to fall apart, and how are you going to make it through? And all of a sudden, you encounter God, and you encounter a ram in the thicket. And there's a demand of payment, and there's a demand for shedding of blood, but rather than God, God realizing the the weakness that is within us, rather than Him requiring the payment of that on humanity, He put the requirement of the payment on Jesus. Jesus and the Father together working, Jesus said, I'll pay the payment. I got a plan. We're going to come together. I'm going to become a man. I'm going to put on flesh and I'm going to be, I'm going to take all the offenses of sin upon my flesh for all time and eternity. I'm going to pay the full penalty of it and then your Father, you're going to raise me from the dead and then humanity will have an open door to come through to you. The only reason that I will make heaven is because of the blood and body of Jesus Christ. The only reason you or I have the ability to house the resurrection of Jesus Christ within mortal flesh that is dying from the day that it's born is because of the blood and body of Jesus Christ. The level of experience that we have of that grace coming out of us into the earth is dependent on our faith in His grace and His work. And here's, the, here's the, just the amazing part of it to me. It's not even your faith. Because faith comes by... <laughs> You're using His faith. The longer I look at this, the more I go, Lord, what am I doing in this deal? (laughs) Honestly, it's like, which part? And he's like, just obey. But who gave me the will to obey? Now, I know I have free will. I understand I'm not doing away with free will, so don't think I'm preaching that. We have free will. But even in my free will, I can, say, I can say like Paul did by the Holy Spirit to the Philippians, Lord, it is you who works in me both to will and to do your good pleasure. So not only is the grace of God paved a, a path for me that is unstoppable right into the gates of heaven for eternity, not only that, but he has placed within me the ability to, for him to function by the Holy Spirit and the resurrection within me, for me to function in obedience to him while I'm here. And you say, what do we need to do? Rest heavy on his grace. He, he provided this before you were ever here. Now watch this. Trespasses. Trespasses in the Greek is paraptoma, and I'm not saying that right, but P-A-R-A-P-T-O-M-A, that's in the Greek. And Vines translates this as a blunder. 
Vine's expository of Greek words. In other words, this would be unknown sin. It's a blunder. The Greek word for sins, so these are two different words, is hamartia, H-A-M-A-R-T-I-A, which means known sin. The sinner today is not only lost, now this is the unsaved, the sinner today is not only lost in sins he knows or she knows about, but also in those they do not know about. God made us alive from both types of sins and raised us up through the work of the cross before we did anything to deserve it. Say it with me. I don't deserve it, but I receive it. (laughs) By grace, through faith. Now watch this. If you're like me, you have a conflict that goes on. You go, Lord, but I know what I did. And the Lord said, look at what I did. Come on, let me go back to Galatians 3, verse 1. Let me read it to you again. Some of you are still struggling over this. I'm surprised. A little bit. That's all right. It just means we need to hit it harder. Amen? Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 says this, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes what? Jesus Christ was what? Portrayed among you as for who? So why are you looking at you? You should be looking at him. There is enough grace within you by the power of the resurrection within you to overcome what you think you're bound to that the enemy has convinced you of. Break that down. You say, what's the problem? You're looking at you, not him. What happened to the Galatians? They started looking at something else for salvation. They stepped away from grace and started to look to what? Works. Well, if I pray enough, I just people are like, but you have a prayer group by grace through faith. Well, well, if I if I read enough, it depends on how you read. <laughs> God, are you happy? Did I read long enough? How much reading were you doing when he died for you? I don't know about you. I was drinking and smoking weed. See, that resonated with about 35 to 40% of the crowd. Some of you are like, I don't want anybody to know how they did that. So like laughing inside, you know. (laughs) Don't say that. Well, at least I wasn't running around murdering Christians like Paul. So which is better? You know, I... You know, (laughs) yeah, they probably liked me better. I was more relaxed, man, just more relaxed, all right? (laughs) I was saved by, 
How about you? Whew, it hit there. Do you feel that? I felt breakthrough. You're saved by grace through faith. Relax. Pray from a place of relaxed. Read from a place of peace. Read with the understanding that you're one with the Father and see what you get out of those words. Because I'm not religious. I'm in relationship. I'm not religious. I'm in relationship. How about you? Galatians 3.1 says it. Keep your eyes on him, right? He made you alive while you were yet a sinner. While you were yet in sin. And that include, includes trespasses and sins. So what that means is simply this. The ones you don't know about and the ones you did know about. The ones you didn't do intentionally and the ones you did do intentionally. They're forgiven. How would you be able to do everything right to get there in the first place? This was the problem with the law. The law was never meant to redeem. It was added because of sins. It was never meant to redeem. Guys, the covenant was never established on the law. The covenant was established with Abraham 500 years before the law was ever in place. It was by grace through faith. Do you know how every Old Testament hero of faith was saved? By grace through faith. Including Moses. <laughs> I can almost feel the Pharisee spirit try and come up. You know what I mean? Not in you. But I just know we come against this. We come against it. Moses was not saved by the law. He was saved by grace through faith. It's been that way from the beginning. When Adam and Eve sinned, did God go get a law and say, you guys do these things right and you'll come back in? What did he do? Sacrifice. Because the covenant's based on sacrifice. It's based on sacrifice. Say it with me, I'm saved. saved. By grace. grace. Through faith. faith. I can do nothing nothing. to make God God. love me more. more. Or less. I got to hit that one too. People say, well, I got these issues that I got to get rid of. Get close to God. People say, well, could you pray for me? I'd be glad to lay hands on you. I'll rebuke the devil north, south, east, and west for you. I'll kick him. But true deliverance and freedom comes through relationship. Knowing your Father, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, think about this. Freedom from Every gross thing you think you can think of that God, you weren't sure if God could overcome it. Come on. Bondages are this way. They carry a recorder with them saying, this is bigger than you'll ever be able to get out of. And in the midst of that, you need to say, I will not turn my eyes away from Jesus Christ who is clearly portrayed as crucified for me. I will overcome and experience salvation by grace through faith. And no other way. And in the midst of that, what you learn to do is you learn 
to not try and claw your way into de- deliverance, but rather resist the enemy, the doubt and the unbelief and the darkness, and you receive the deliverance that's already there. Because he is working in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. He is working in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. He is working in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. You are saved by grace through faith. You don't deserve it, but you receive it. Because we're receivers. Come on, that'll make you worship God. That'll stir inside of you this love for him like, you know what? I really like you, God. Some people in the church painted a picture of you. I thought maybe I don't like you, but I think I like you. How many know God's not insecure? He's not in heaven, you know, saying, Michael, hold my hand. It's bad down there. (laughs) Just, it's rough, man. Look at those people. (laughs) Bring the Holy Spirit back. I need the comforter. I, I I need him. Come back up. I'm not saying he can't be disappointed. I'm not saying that things don't bother him. What I'm saying is he's not insecure like we would experience in the natural. He's just steady. Come on, he is so good. Generation after generation, he just, my plan's working. And people curse him, yell at him, call him names, and he's died for them. And showed them the greatest amount of love that any, there's never been another expression of love like Jesus. It hasn't happened. It is the pinnacle of the expression of love. There is no greater love than this, right? And to his enemies. When you understand this grace, you, it empowers you to do, to live holy but not from the perspective of I'm trying to do it so I can get it, from the perspective of I've been made holy in him, and so this is my personality. This is is who I am, Lord, because you said so. I'm not taking my eyes off of you. Paul, he said it. It's no longer I who lives, but... So even when I mess up and I yield to my flesh, I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, that's not me. I yielded to my flesh and I shouldn't have. Now, I made the decision. But according to who you say I am, so I apologize for that. I acted out of line according to the family uh, genetics. (laughs) Some of you are going to get that. (laughs) My family genetics... Our love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Their righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Come on. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. In Him. So, I'm making heaven by grace, and I'm having heaven on earth by grace. How about you? Come on now. Faith, people. Rest heavy, fully, completely 
on His grace for your salvation. I am counting on nothing but the grace of God. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen? Would you stand with me, please? Well, I got two verses in. I guess you have to come back next week. <laughs> but I, I really wanted to, to pound this into you and keep doing it. We're receiving by grace through faith. You gotta say this again. I cannot earn it, I can receive it. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.